Assassin's Creed is the newest installment in a long list of video games that have made the jump from consoles to the big screen. But does this movie assassinate its video game turned movie predecessors? Or does it take a leap of faith only to end up landing flat on its face? Find out right now on another episode of Matt in a Matinee. Welcome everyone to another episode of Matt and a Matinee. As always, I'm your host, Matt, and on this episode, I'll be strapping you inside the Animus to see if you lived out your past life as part of the Brotherhood of Assassins or a member of the Templar Order as I review the movie Assassin's Creed. As always, my format will remain the same. I'll give you my likes, dislikes, and I'll touch on some spoilers, but as always, I'll make sure to give you plenty of time to hit, to hit that stop button before we go into any spoilers, so that way you can make sure to to go run out to the theater and see Assassin's Creed if you want to see it before you're hearing my review. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and get into my review of Assassin's Creed. Through a revolutionary technology that unlocks its genetic memories, Cal Linick, played by Michael Fassbender, experiences the adventures of his ancestor Aguilar in 15th century Spain. Cal discovers he's a descendant from a mysterious secret society, the Assassins, and amasses incredible knowledge and skills to take on the oppressive and powerful Templar organization in the present day. After receiving a lethal injection, or so you think, Cal Linick is taken to Abstergo, where uh, they put him in the Animus to relive the life of his ancestor Aguilar in hopes that they will be able to obtain the location of the Apple of Eden in order to help eliminate violence from mankind. My likes on this film. The stunts and parkour scenes in this film are really well done at times. There's one scene in particular um, towards the, I don't want to say the beginning of the film or middle of the film, where you get, and it feels very Assassin's Creed, like if you're playing the game, like if you're a fan of the games like I am, and you've played them all like I have. There's a part where you're running from rooftop to rooftop in in the cities and and everything like that, and it feels very Assassin's Creed-like. Sadly, all the best parts of this film take place in, uh, I think it, I believe it's 1492. Yes, 1492. Um, all the best parts take play, plays back in time in 1492 with Aguilar. Um, I feel like they could have done some really good things with the anima scenes and the present day scenes, but I feel they just kind of fell flat. Um, the, all the assassins look really, really cool. Their robes, their costume designs, their garbs, everything about the assassins looks really, really cool. Uh, the costumes were all really good. Uh, the cast in this film was much better than this horseshit script des- deserved. I mean, I blame, I honestly blame Assassin's Creed. I, I, first of all, I'm just going to throw it out. This was a horrible movie. This movie was dog shit. And it really took me a lot to find things I liked about this movie to be able to to do this review. And this will probably be one of the shorter reviews I do. Because, um, I mean, literally, like you can see my likes, the, the visuals are good. Um, the, the parkour and scenes where they're jumping from rooftop to rooftops are good. 
The assassins all really look good. Their garbs all look really good. The costumes look really good. Um, the fourteen ninety two sets are breathtaking. I I feel that this movie should have followed the mo of the game. Yeah, the the game you come out of the animus every now and then, and you have some stuff that goes on in present day, and then it goes back. I honestly feel like this movie was hurt, and too much of it takes place out of the animus and in current times instead of when i feel like most of it should have been in 1492 like i feel like it was kind of like swapped where the majority of your time in the in the movie was spent in present day with cal and only a few little bits of it were spent back in 1492 with aguilar and and that wasn't the way to go about this i feel like that choosing that road is something that really hurt um this film uh, my dislikes, um, my dislikes are uh, abound for this movie. Like I just called it dog shit, and I stand by my comments that this film is complete and absolute dog shit. Uh, this film is heavily sedated when it comes to the violence. This movie is on the wrong side of PG thirteen. You would think that since most of the games that this film is based off of carry a mature rating that this movie would be a hard PG-13 movie or maybe even an R-rated movie. They would have just said, you know, forget the, the the Academy, forget the box office, and just make it an R-rated movie. Make it what people want. Make it what what fans of the game want, seeing as, you know, you you're technically you're supposed to be 17 to be able to buy this game anyways, and the games that this movie is based off of or, or these characters, well, I wouldn't even say characters, but the premise of in the concept for Assassin's Creed, the game that comes off of, you have to be, you're supposed to be, we all know that that's not the case. You're supposed to be 17 to be able to even purchase these movies. So our games, so you should at least have it, have an R rating, but it doesn't, it's a soft PG 13 movie. Um, um, it just, most of the action scenes in this movie are happening it just it boggles my mind why they did this so when you're watching this movie most of the action scenes they're cutting away from them um the film cuts away to either a different camera angle or <clears throat> it's cutting away to show you aguilar fighting in in um 1492 and then you see cal fighting in the animus with what looks like force ghosts around him or um, you know, proje- astro projections or hologram projections. You're, you know, you're seeing him fight them in the animus in the present day, and it, it does. The film does a lot of that. It does a lot of going from the 1492 setting to jumping back to showing him fighting the animus to jumping back to fighting in 1492 to jumping back to fighting in the animus, and it really takes you out of the film. It takes you out of the action scenes. It, it re- disengages you from the audience. Like if this film's sole purpose was to completely remove you from the movie, disengage you from it and just be like, yeah, whatever, then this is a great film. I honestly feel like this film was, was calling its fans stupid like they thought the audience people that are sitting there stupid they're just like well you know it's just going to be the person who's going into this movie and they just want to turn their brain off and have an awesome action movie you don't even get that 
You don't even get that. Like, I understand wanting to do that because there's times I go into movies. Like, I'm my guilty pleasure are all the Fast and the Furious movies. They're stupid movies. But I like to go in there, and I like a good action movie. I turn my brain off, and I just enjoy the films for what they are. And I can't, you can't even do this with Assassin's Creed. You can't. It's like people who don't even know the source material think that this movie sucks. It's, it's lame. It's a waste of time. It's just they do so much wrong. Like even when they're, they're supposed to be showing blood, it's like color corrected to be darker. So that way you don't see the color red and it like doesn't get you offended. It's just I don't understand their rhyme or reason for doing what they did. It's just not just even the action like i said the action scenes of pulling him out of the past and showing him in the future it just made the film annoying and hard to watch um i spent a lot of this film finding myself wondering how and when the storyline of aguilar takes place and fits with the story of everyone's favorite assassin Ezio. um Ezio was my favorite assassin um seeing that the timelines of both characters are running at the same time looking for the same object in the apple of Eden that I did caring about the story of this film. <clears throat> like I, I know from Assassin's Creed two that, you know, Ezio's timeline is running at the same time. He's in 1492 Italy in, in Rome and, and, you know, looking for the apple of Eden and, and trying to find Altair's apple of Eden. So it's essentially, like these these two storylines from Assassin's Creed 2 and this movie are running parallel to each other, which I, I'm kind of shocked that there's no mention of Ezio. There's no mention of Desmond. Like, they could have had Desmond in the movie. You don't have to focus on him, but they had at Abstergo, they had all these different people, and <clears throat> they could have had Desmond in the Abstergo, at Abstergo <clears throat> with... And I know Desmond kind of escapes from Astergo, but they got to had him there before he escapes. So that way, you know that like his timeline is running parallel with Aguilar's, but they don't do that. Um, <laughs> one of the things that bothered me about this film is how many shots of an Eagle flying do you need? Yes, I get, I get it. And I understand that the Eagle plays a big part in the Assassin's Creed video games when discovering new areas and the eagle vision and everything like that. But there really wasn't a need for it in this film, but maybe one time. You didn't need it every fucking time. Uh, they, they go back to the past. You get the fucking eagle. Like, it just, you didn't need it every time. Um, you have absolutely no connections to the characters in this film, and they give you no reason to care about them. They give you no reason to connect to them, no reason to want to know their past, no reason to want to know what happened to them. You just don't even care. It, it, it's like they, the character development in this film is so poor that just toss you into this this world. And, you, you know, you're watching this movie for an hour and 45, two hours, and you don't give a shit about anybody you see on screen. You don't give a shit. <clears throat> and I think... Like I said in my my passengers review, I think that Jennifer Lawrence's box office draw is is going down, and I think Mike, Michael Fassbender's is too. Like 
yeah, again, X-Men. He's an X-Men. Those movies are always going to make money. Even if they're dog shit, too, they're always going to make money. But look at Jobs. Jobs was regarded, or, or Steve Jobs. It was regarded as one of the highest, most anticipated movies that was going to do well, and it it didn't do well at all. You know, Fastbender's draw just isn't there. And, again, I feel I feel like the cast did an okay job with what they had, and they were a much better ensemble cast than this movie fucking, this horseshit script deserved. Um, this, this movie leaves it up in the air for a sequel that I hope never sees the light of day. Um, <laughs> it just, it wasn't, I, I, I honestly hope that the, the sequel to this movie never sees the light of day. And I hope that, um, I, I really don't even have a spoiler section for this because this movie was just so bad. It's even paining me to like sit here and talk about it. That's how bad this movie was. In my opinion, it, it was again, like I said, it was dog shit. I, I feel like they should have just made the movie about Assassin's Creed two and been done with it. They already had the, they already had it all played out. You know, people like it, bring Assassin's Creed two from the console to the big screen and let it ride, man. The, still, still to this day, there's not been a good comic book or not comic book, but good video game to movie film other than Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat. Everything other than that has been just complete and utter dog shit. There has not been a good video game turned movie. Um, I, there's not really much more I can say about this film. I just, the animus bothered me. I'll give you some spoilers here. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit more. The animus bothered me. I, I liked that in the games you stepped into the chair and you went into the animus and you're, like I said, you spent most of your time as the assassin in the past. This, the animus, I understand it's teaching him how to fight. Let's him move freely. So when he jumps, he jumps. When he gets hurt, he gets hurt. And the animus, things like that. And it was a cool concept, but I feel like it didn't pay off. I, I felt like it was a little too too much. Um, the thing I didn't get is they they spent a lot of time focusing on at the beginning of the film to show you that it's important. Aguilar losing his finger, and we all know that. In Altair's time, um, you had to lose the finger because that's where the hidden blade came out in order to use a hidden blade. Otherwise, if you used a hidden blade, it would cut your finger off. But anyone who's played Assassin's Creed 2 knows that when Ezio takes over, and this was one of my, my like the things I was thinking about as I'm watching this film, when Ezio takes over, Leonardo da Vinci fixes the hidden blade to where he no longer has to lose a finger. Um, there's no longer a need for him to lose the finger. And so I'm thinking, like, why Why are they doing this? Because if this movie is after Ezio, then Da Vinci, then you would think all the brotherhoods of assassins, because you look at, so you have Assassin's Creed 2, you have Brotherhood, and then you have Revelations. So when, he re, when, when Ezio restarts the Brotherhood of Assassins, you would think that, would be a member of that branch. 
So therefore he wouldn't have to lose the finger, but maybe he's, maybe he never made Tetsuo. Maybe, you know, so that that's kind of where I was like trying to place this film because the premise of it is almost identical to Assassin's Creed 2. And it's identical to Ezio's storyline. But when you start putting pieces together and as the film goes along, they're running parallel to each other. They're both trying to accomplish the same mission, essentially. And I know that there's more apples of Eden out there and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, they're essentially trying to accomplish the same thing. They're both looking for Altair's, you know, um, Apple of Eden. And, and I just found myself doing things like that. The leap of faith. One of the most key things in Assassin's Creed is climbing to the tallest fucking building in the game and taking a leap of faith all the way to the ground, landing in a pile of hay, knowing that physically in the real world, you would be dead. There's no way hay is going to fucking soften your blow of your fall. But in Assassin's Creed, that's one of the coolest things to do is to take a leap of faith off the tallest building into a haystack and live. In this film, you see Michael Fassbender take the leap of faith, but halfway through him coming down, they cut you out of the and back into present time. So you see him in the animus again. Why? Why did you take the one thing that people were in the seats to see the biggest payoff if they were a fan of the 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 game? You cheated them by changing this and and removing him out of the animus as he's falling. People wanted to see the landing. People wanted to see how it happened. And you didn't get it. The fight scenes were fine for what they were, but the the going back and forth and, and showing back and forth between present day and past, present day and past, present day and past, present day and past, you're so confused and you're so like, this is just ridiculous that you don't even care. It takes you out of the movie. You don't care what's going on anymore. It just, there's no redeeming manner in this film. I wish there was something positive other than set designs and, and characters or, you know, um, the way the characters looked and the way the assassin's garbs looked and, and everything like that. I wish there was more to it, but, you know, at the end, Cal becomes an assassin and he kills the head Templar retrieving the apple of Eden. They're all standing on the fucking rooftops, him and three other assassins with the apple of Eden in his hand and a fucking bird flies by in the movie ends. They set it up for, like I said, they set it up for a sequel that I hope to the love of God never makes it to the light of day. They just need to, to shit can this turd, go back to the drawing board and try again. And this time, do it with either Altair or Ezio's story. The story's there. It's already written. You can't fuck it up because there's source material to go off of. And give the fans an Assassin's Creed movie they deserve and they want to see. And I think it'll be all right. I think if they they shit can all this, they go back, they recast, they make the film about Ezio's storyline or Altair's storyline it's going to make a better film. If they go back and they make it the first Assassin's Creed game into a film about Altier, and then they make the second and third and so on, it's going to be fine. 
Resident Evil. Resident Evil is still going. Those movies are dog shit. They're guilty pleasures of mine too. But those movies aren't very good either. They're cringeworthy. And they're still going because they're trying to follow some sort of source material as much as possible with was still remaining individual and Assassin's Creed tried to do that. This, the same thing, but they fell on the flat on their fucking face. And this movie was terrible. So my recommendation is, um, Assassin's Creed. Don't waste your time. Go see something else. Go see passengers for God's sakes. Go see Manchester by the sea. Go, go see anything other than Assassin's Creed. I, I honestly wouldn't even say to, to torrent or download this movie. You're just going to waste an hour and a half of your life seeing it like I did. Um, I give Assassin's Creed a 1.5 out of 10. This movie was terrible. I wouldn't even... I would honestly say if this movie comes to your local red box, you rent that disc and you burn that son of a bitch and you pay for the movie because you're doing everyone a favor in doing so. Because nobody deserves to see this horseshit movie. Down fucking if you want to see it, that man pirated online. That's I mean, I don't really condone that, but that's what I'm gonna tell you to do because this movie is, is fucking terrible. And I'm angry at myself for sitting there and watching because I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I love the games, but this movie was just a hot pile of dog shit. So yeah, Assassin's Creed 1.5 out of 10. Um, and that'll do it for this week's review. Um, if you, if always, as always, if you disagree with my review, if you agree with my review, if you want to add to my review, if you have something that you want to say about Assassin's Creed, do so in the comment section, either our comment section, either on Facebook, SoundCloud, hit me up on Twitter, um, at a geek Matt on Twitter. Um, leave it. Leave your review on iTunes. Believe it or not, we do read all of those. Um, it's greatly appreciated all the way around. But yeah, until next time, thank you for watching or listening to Matt and Matinee, and we'll see you at the movies.